Nigga, damn, they just say I'm over 30? That's crazy. No, I thought like 31, 32, because... Close. Yeah, ah, I figure okay. Billy's older shit, so... Yeah, Billy like 40. Really old. <laughs> nigga turned 40 this year, I think. Next year, he's like 40 next year. Uh, but, um, like, let me hold on a second. Go ahead. Sakpase, Sakpase listeners, welcome back to another episode of Zoview. I am your I am your host Bo, and I'm hoping you guys been holding it down this week, man. This week, this month, staying safe out there. I got a, a returning um I got a returning guest here with us. He's not even a guest no more because he's been in here so many times. I'm gonna let him introduce himself. Hi everyone, um, it's Buzz. Well, uh, thanks for having me. Yo, what are you like cut, cutting carrots or some shit? What are you doing? <laughs> no. <laughs> are you prepping dinner or something? What are you doing? Nah, man. Stay at home dad life is not like that. Nah, not do- I'm literally just holding my phone. It's probably because I'm using. Hold on. I'll switch out these AirPods for the other ones. These ones are the old ones, so maybe that's what is causing some static. Nah, it sounds like you was cutting something. That's why I'm like, damn, are you cutting onions or something? No, I probably should. Maybe making dinner would be a good idea, but nah. <laughs> I'll give you my full attention right now so we can have a great podcast. Good. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. But yeah, we're going to hop right into it, man. How's how? Um, we were talking about something before, like right before I record. I was telling you that we're, I'm in the process of buying, like possibly getting a home. And go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask you because in our age group, the how do I put this the expectations for us as men change right uh-huh. and it's very rare to have someone within our age group be a homeowner uh-huh. so I was going to ask you how do you think that being a homeowner is going to impact your dating life um okay for people that don't know I'm, I'm I turned 30 in October so I'm not 30 yet so our age group is probably around that age 30 between 32 and like an under i'm gonna assume that's what we're talking about here right yeah i turned 28 in like two weeks so so yeah but how do i think personally bro i'm going through so much with the whole house straight but i'm not even thinking about that but i have told because you know i talked to um there's this lady there's this black lady that was at my first career job right after college um she's i still mm-hmm. consider her as a mentor and, you know, I always update her, you know, every other month we talk and stuff like that. And she was like, yo, be careful because um, once you get this house, you're already, you're already a young black man. You know, you, you, you've got like what people consider a successful job, air quotes, because I still don't consider what I do a successful job. But that's neither here nor there. You know, you look good. You, you, you're healthy. You got shit going for you. And then on top of that, you about to get a house. But mm-hmm. just, just just wait after a year before you get somebody pregnant or bring somebody in the house. <laughs> That's what I was told. Uh-uh. Actually, a lot of older folks say that to me. It was like, yo, something is just like, please give it a year before somebody else come in there. That's good advice. Like, my thing is just, um, I... I'm not married. I don't have any kids. So I, I see where they're coming from with that. I'm married and I have a kid, but I've been, I guess, speaking to my wife more, if that makes sense. Uh And I'm learning, well, not so speaking, not much speaking to her more, more so like listening to her when she talks about the issues that her friends are going through or when her friends come to, and this is her women friends, mind you, when they come to me for like, oh, I want to understand the mind of a man, blah, blah, blah. And I'm starting to see like you you hear dudes joke about like oh men are the prize men are the prize men are the prize it's but i'm real. starting to see how a man who has certain things can have it easier for them when dating when if that it. yeah so no, having I, a house mm-hmm. takes you very high up on that list to mm-hmm. where i i agree but the, the funny thing is i'm not even thinking about that because in my head once I get this house this year, maybe it may be next month, it may be in two months, three months, I don't know, because the market is crazy right now. But mm-hmm. once I get this house, in my head, I'm like, okay, on to the next one. Because this, is with, my, this will be my first with, house and definitely not my last. That's the goal. Yeah, but with is, accomplishments, though. Yeah, of course. There comes, there, comes, there comes certain things with it. So I 
as much as you can like you know like hey i go from goal to goal to goal to goal in between those goals life happens yeah so i just want to let i just wanted oh. to know like if you thought about that you know i mean not not that much i mean at the, at the end of the day i'm not gonna act like there's not uh potentials out here or there's not somebody that caught my eyes that definitely is but at the same time my goal right now is priority and i've told mm-hmm. everyone that whether it's somebody i'm dealing with or not dealing with friends family you this podcast like i have pro- like this year's priorities and at the same time man i'm i'm actually blessed cuz i'm just thinking of where i was last year i think me and you recorded like last mm-hmm. year sometime where i was like yo i was furloughed from my job like you know Half the time I was chilling. I was telling niggas what my routine is. If you go back on the older episode from last year, and for me, a year later, to be in a almost posi- a homeowner, to be in a position to even be a homeowner, is a blessing. So I'm not taking that for granted. I'm just trying to capitalize on the opportunity presented to me, man. To be an honest with you, and plus, I'm really not. Tr- I'm truly trying not trying to do nine to five no more, dog. I'm really trying to. I, I gave myself a time frame in my head where this nine to five shit ain't me. I'm about to be self employed. I give myself maybe two years tops. That's good. Dude. Well, two years is far down the line, so I don't have any pertinent questions about that. What made you kind of want to get away from the nine to five? Um, just because of the liberty to do other shit. Because like right now, I work from I still work from home. I've been working from home for over nine months now. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, and it's a blessing. But it's also the fact that I'm able to liberty. I'm one of those niggas. You know those memes that be like niggas be on Zoom meetings, but they be in getting lunch at Chipotle or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then they be I... like, "Hey, so and so, turn on your camera." And then I'm like, uh, "I can't do that right now. Sorry." <laughs> I worked from home last year, and I literally like I would work from let's say I think my job started at nine technically. I'd work from like seven to ten, See, and then I'd be done the rest of the day, like just chilling. Which mm-hmm. helped because I had a newborn, so I got like you got to stay home for his first year and just kick it with me, like because I know his schedule. I know that hey, he wakes up at ten, so I'd wake up at seven, do everything I need to do for the day, and if there were meetings, I'd be muted. Yeah, I I don't think. I ever talk in a meeting like not that it was necessary and then you want to hear something dope that a girl did uh-huh. she got two jobs I one I one paid her she said like 110 the other paid her like 55 right so two, she was two work from like, home jobs yeah two work from home jobs making 165 yeah. and she's like I'll just put both meetings on mute or if they were at the same time and kick it let me tell you something like early on I was doing a side gig like one, another whore from home side gig But that mm-hmm. shit was a bullshit customer service job I had to let that go because I, There was a, a month where I realized I was working more From that little part time job And, oh, and, no. it, wouldn't, and it wouldn't it, More than my main job And it wouldn't even reflect on the paycheck And I was like yo I'm out of here like, yeah, nah. And plus like I wasn't able to do what I want to do Like going outside Doing my you know, doing Yoga my, my yoga shit going to the beach. Your nature walks. Yeah, and then I'm like, yo, I'm good. I'm good. This shit ain't for me. But I I am interested in trying to find a work from home salary job, but those shits is not easy. At least thus far. If you know some shit, just email it to me. We'll talk after. <laughs> after we right. We'll definitely talk about uh, that. Because right now to be Yeah, I'll think about it. Regardless, you know, I'm, you know, even though I'm about to be in my self, you know, self-employed journey, well, best case, best case scenario is me working from home forever. Like, if my job decided one day, hey, we're going back to the office, I'm talking to deuces. I'm like, y'all going back to the office? I'm not. Why do they want people back in the office? No, like, studies show we're more productive at home. And, and the fact I... that we work, they actually have me. I'm more available working from home because literally there be days where I may work three hours, and there be days where I actually work. A full nine, ten hour day. Because depends on the day, depends on because I'm for people that don't know I'm an accountant. So like month end stuff, definitely I'm like dialed in. I have to do more hours than that. But like it all, like I honestly think like I'm more available when I work from home because there be days, you know, nine ten p.m. I forget to submit something or I forget to review something and I'm I open my computer to do it. I just prefer because I like I mean I like. I love what I do, if that makes sense. And there are times where I do have to have in-person meetings just to 
reflect on some shit or to get some input from subject matter experts and whatnot. But I much rather work from home. Like I, there's, I do realize that some people that work from home, the issue they get is depressed. That, not that they don't have discipline. Oh, and that's yeah. very important when it comes to work from home. I realized this past year, like. I tell people all the time, when you work from home, you got to make it your business to leave the house when you're not working. Hey, okay. I didn't think about that. I thought it was just people who fuck around all day. Like, yeah, that too. I, Those people that just fuck around all day, like, you know, they start watching Netflix, they take naps. Like, I have a workstation. There's an area that I work. There's an area that if I'm not in that area, I'm not working. Like, you know, you have a work desk, you have a work area, you have a, sometimes I'm laying on the couch, sometimes I'm in the desk. You have to switch uh, it up. Some yeah, I'm more productive when I work in the office. Like, if I try to work from the, um, like, if I try to sit on the couch and have the TV. I mean, with soccer that was just on, I did that a lot. But I work in the office, just close the door and get to it. Maybe because I'm already used to deadlines and shit. So, like, when I know a deadline coming up, before the deadline, I start prepping shit so I don't have to, like... You know, ah, it's got, okay. I know I have something to do Friday, Monday. I'm doing little stuff to prep up until that Friday. Great time management skills. Basically. What you, did you pick those up like in school or from your first job ever? Both school and okay. and like and uh, a quick quick cheat quick little uh, side. Uh, I guess that could be uh, for people that's doing interviews or have done interviews or have trouble with interviews. You know how when they ask you what are your strengths and weaknesses. During the interviews, sometimes, yeah, that was one of my. That's one of the ones that I used. I remember one interview. I literally used it as a strength. I literally used it as a weakness, but I flipped it on them. Oh, that's good. So it's kind of. I like, had to because that was one of my. Get... That was one of my hardest questions for some reason. Like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? We all know what our strength is. We'll say anything is our strength, but when it comes down to weakness, what are you gonna say? You could say what your weakness is. The key is to always say. What are you doing to better that weakness? Absolutely. I had to get fired from a job to get better time management skills. And I was bitter about being fired because, I mean, I wasn't fired because of productivity. I was fired because I was in a black space and a Caucasian woman used me being a large black guy who sent an email. She read the email as... Me being aggressive, so she kind of parlayed that into firing me, um, even though she wasn't the director. Uh, the only thing I'm still mad about from that job is they used a lot of my intellectual property moving forward. But I had to get fired to learn that, okay, here's how you play the corporate system in America. No matter how hard you work, no matter how much you care, there's still that human component to it. Yep. And as good as my time management was I realized where I could make it better and I realized like oh you kind of not kiss ass because I don't do that sorry I am ripping something now now you do hear something but um not what was that not that you have to like kiss people's ass or do this or do that but you do have to appease people mm -hmm. who hold certain powers if that makes sense yeah and to be honest so, that's one of the best parts that I don't have to I don't have to deal with as much working from home. That all that office politics shit. Oh, people don't know me at my job. Like nobody know. knows what I. And I started two months ago. A lot of people don't know what I look like. I love it. They just know I'm here. They know what to send me. They know what to not send me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, job's no. good. Uh, the time they can see well, me is on Zoom meetings. That's it. Man, I, I had a whole bunch of meet and greets when I start. With this director, oh, here's this, but I ain't turned my camera on, man. You'll see me in person. Yeah, man. But anyways, <clears throat> so I know we, we can't even continue as as two Haitians on the podcast if we're not gonna touch on the on Haiti shit. So yeah, before we get started on that, for people that don't know, that's living under a rock. Uh, Haitian president has was assassinated last week. By the time you listen to this, it was. I don't know what day was it like the the seventh July seventh yeah, yeah. Wow, that was last week so it's much crazy. has happened that it felt like forever ago That's exactly that shit was last week um and 
that shit is still ongoing investigation. I'm not gonna stay too long on it because I there's a lot that I don't know, but there's a lot that I do know, and there's a lot that I'm learning literally day by day. And this is not just off of like you know news or America or like the inspect like the the case. It's just like. I'm talking to like my dad. My dad lives in Haiti. He always lived in Haiti. He just needs to come to the U.S. from time to time. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I have like half of my family is really still embedded in Haiti. Like, not just Port-au-Prince, but just throughout. Okay. Yeah, my family is in Okap, and they are not like they're very. Let me let me ask you this: How's 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 um for people that don't know, Port-au-Prince is where the bulk of when you hear fucked up shit like riots and all that shit happening in Haiti, it's really just the capital most of the time. Mm-hmm. I have to, I I'm, I be tired of telling people, yo, that's not all of Haiti. But anyways, niggas don't listen to that But because like most of my people who live in um some of most some of them are in Port-au-Prince and Okai and Jacmel. That's the two places. Oh, okay, I. But I have always envied Okai. The funny thing is, last next week was supposed to be the week I was supposed to go to Haiti and I was supposed to go to Okap. I never. Damn, and you didn't tell me I would have kept you safe. <laughs> Damn, I'm, dog. I'm I'm the man in my city. Damn, I gotta be. I'm gonna keep in touch, man. I, we're gonna get into that. <laughs> I know if, you, if I'm under you, then I'm good. I already know. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I talked to my mom. She's like, yeah, everything's good. I talk to my sister every day. Like the only thing that happened was, I mean, the day of the seventh when it happened, of course. People didn't know what to expect, so store owners closed their stores. Because, I mean, if anybody knows about Haiti in 04, when they kicked the ice teed out, people kind of just, I mean, they, didn't, they went crazy. Like, I remember the port. They went to the port and, like, just pillaged damn near. And that's to be expected when people are poor and there's opportunity. It's not like these are bad people you know it was just there's an opportunity we're poor we're starving we can go to the port and get these little sacks of they're like these little sacks of green beans man that i don't know how the port had so many but like you said i don't know much about this except for what i see on the news um so i'd be interested in here like what are some things that you're learning um keep in mind guys this is all just I don't even want to say this is what I'm hearing from other people because it's not. This is I actually did some research without saying too much. It seemed like the fucking president was on an island by himself. Ah, okay. This we can talk about. Yeah, Yesterday like I listened to. Go ahead, go ahead, finish yours, and then I'll go. Yeah, because I've I'm learning that yo, this man. Like, first of all, I was talking to a cousin of mine. I have a cousin in Haiti. He's police. He's police, but he, uh, uh, back in 2019, he worked in a prison. I don't know if he's police in the streets now, but I doubt it. But he's telling me, like, this is how one of the setup was. I could be wrong here, but this is from a reliable source. When the D, the fake DEA niggas and the Colombians was pulling up, was pulling up towards the president. First of all, before I get started on that, I didn't even know a president would live amongst people like this. I didn't know he would rent a house. Now, I heard he owned that house before he was even president. They said he was renting it. and Who's they, like the news? Yeah, they said he was renting a house. And I checked with a lot of people who are tapped in, and they're like, yeah, um, he was renting like house a lot of houses, and he had to go house to house a lot because a lot of people didn't want him in their house because of like the security measures you know like the president lives here they can That's come right. do this that, and the third so we don't want him there but apparently he was renting that house and i remember reading an article once that mentioned he was renting a house that cost twenty five thousand u.s a month okay well that's fine he's the president so he could afford that mm, paid with government funds I, Listen, like man, I'm, to, to be real with you the president the president of the country is is top is top cargo, sweet cargo. What? Yes, you would want you wouldn't want it to cost that much, but if that's what it gotta be, that's what it gotta be. Like, but I was still shocked that these niggas ain't built back. Like they ain't even start the process on building back the palace. For people that may not know, after the earthquake in Haiti in 2010, the palace was destroyed because of the earthquake. 
in Haiti, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of years ago, I was reading somewhere that they already signed a contract with an engineer that's supposed to build and design the new palace. Yeah, they have votes on the design and all that. Yeah, so that's supposed to be in the process. Yes, I know that's going to take time to build because the last palace, that shit was beautiful and that shit was big. The thing about the palace is normally the president lives in the palace. And I know since the president, since that palace is gone, so the president would live elsewhere. But at the same time, if I'm like, I didn't expect a president to live in Because I'm looking at the, I don't know what the house looked like, but I'm looking at the around the house. And I'm like, Yo, it's way too many people around it. It's too, it's, I feel like his own neighbor could have offered him. Bruh. Because in my it head, look- I'm like. Not just that. If I'm living on the block, I know Pittsburgh where he lives. It's only like people with money that lives in that area. That I know, cause my um my stepmom she lives in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I was there like Pelly around all that shit. She didn't live all the way up top where he lived, but she lived in that area maybe a little further down. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, let's say you coming down the president's block. Almost, if it's twenty houses on that block, at least ten of those houses gotta be my security or somebody that I'm affiliated with that has to know ins and out of anybody coming in and out of that block. But this is what I'm hearing. So everybody on the block heard the DEA and the Colombia, the fake DEA and the Colombians walking in, right? Screaming mm-hmm. DEA operation. I'm heard that there's actually records of this, of the president calling his head of security and saying, Hey, what's going on here? Head of security said, um, he don't know. Call the embassy because apparently the embassy office or or the U.S. embassy head lives near the president as well. Lives like within five minutes of him. What so, do you mean you don't know as security? That's... Listen, listen. He just said he's going to beef up security. He's going to be more security. That's what he said. And then the president calls the embassy because he's like he said he a DEA. When you hear DEA, you thinking the U.S. He calls the, I think he calls the embassy head or the embassy itself. And the embassy said, we don't know what this is about. Like, that's not enough. That's not, and they didn't even come out, basically. Like, if a president calls you, hey, did you guys, because normally people that don't know, DEA does come to Haiti to get niggas off of drugs shit. That happens often. I actually grew up with a nigga that I didn't even know that nigga was slinging crack throughout the Caribbeans (laughs) till I got older. And then I was asking my auntie, I was like, yo, where's so-and-so? And then everybody just bust out laughing. I was like, yo, this man, this DEA, Ben came and got this nigga. But wow. I, I was shocked myself. I didn't even know I was raised by around these type of niggas. Because I was a kid. And then it make all the sense in the world. Because that nigga, when he come around, when he was on that block, everybody's happy. This nigga had toys. He had candy. He had money for everybody. And it makes sense. But anyways. God damn. <laughs> so, like, he calls the embassy. And then the embassy was like, okay, we don't know nothing about this. So apparently, also, why the fake, the Colombians and the fake DEA niggas was driving up, there was a police, like a police car there. He calls the police guy, the street police, calls the head of police and was like, hey, like, is DEA supposed to pull up? They headed towards the president's house. And he was like, let me call the head of security. Head of security just says, all right, I'm going to just beef up security. They're good. Like, they're doing something else that ain't got nothing to do with the president. Which basically is the president just was on our island. And whoever the niggas that was next to him or was in the house with him, supposed to securing his house. Like, me, if I was in on the, the whole thing, I would have told them niggas, yo, shoot me in the leg or something. Make make it look like I tried to, I tried to stop you. Fight back. Punch me. Them niggas wasn't touched. Them niggas so, was wrapped up and carefully laid to the ground. Them niggas didn't even had a scratch on their face. But from what I know, and it, I, like from what I know, this is like phone records that show the president was really trying to call people. Was like, yo, because them niggas had to like shoot through the house. They didn't just walk. Like, it's just like, yo, this nigga was really on an island and no, like in my head, I'm like, yo, who? selects the security for the president i'm like if i'm the president nigga i'm picking my own security not only just that i'm gonna pick professional guys that's trained not only that i'm gonna pick one of my homeboys i grew up with that i trust enough or a cousin you we all got that one cousin that we trust enough who's a wild boy yeah who's a wild boy and just stand by our side so what i 
watched yesterday from Colombian News mm-hmm. was they, they are saying on Colombian News, I'm making this clear because I don't know who's listening. Mm-hmm. I don't want no issues that there was a prime minister who was By the involved. way, this is all alleged. FBI, DEA, whatever y'all niggas name is. Just listen to <laughs> I haven't been to Haiti in 14 years. I know nothing. I know nothing. So I'll right. This is but, all hypothetical. And I, if they need, I will bring up the clip. Mm, but what they said was there was a prime minister who was involved. Him and only seven of like the 22 Colombians knew what the plan was. Mm. Some other ones really thought that they were coming to do like security training. And what the clip also said was the reason that they didn't have any escape plan was the prime minister promised them work and security after they completed the task Mm. to the seven. But what I don't understand is I'm a civilian. My house now, somebody can bust in from anywhere. I have an exit. Mm -hmm. Why are you as a president living in a place where... You can't escape through a back door in your house. I mean, listen, the way they came in is as if they do the whole layout, by the way. But I'm not going to fault them. But as a president in the house, you should have some underground bunker. You should have something. You should have had that shit dig. If you rented that house, you should have added that shit onto the house to me. Bruh, Pablo Escobar and them had them fucking secret hideaway rooms. So why are you living somewhere where it's one entry one exit why are you living so close to people and my issue with the renting a twenty five thousand dollar a month house if what the article said is true and what 25k a month four months that's a hundred times what we get 12 so that's times three that's three hundred thousand you couldn't use that to build something and this is three hundred thousand us in haiti yeah so at the end of the day though I mean, this nigga was an entrepreneur before, so I'm sure he had a few houses in Haiti. So it's, it's, not it's like unfortunate. Nigga, it's not like the nigga was broke before he became Yeah, yeah it's, it's unfortunate. It's sad. I mean, I didn't know much about him. Like people, Some people think he was terrible. Some people think he was a dictator. My only issue is it's a sense of national pride. I don't like that foreigners felt so comfortable coming to our country to take out our head of state listen man like, that's like, my whole thing and also it's because we make the foreigners comfortable when i say we i mean the haitian people not just the haitian people in haiti neither i like to say some of the haitian people in the u.s canada france the way we talk the way we say shit the way we share shit when it comes to haiti i'm hoping what? this is an educational thing for all Man, it's not, bro. In a way, it's kind of like, yo, if you don't respect your own country, how you expect another person to? Because it's like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, there is no way Colombians and Venezuelans would try to come to the U.S. to take out the U.S. president. They they wouldn't dare. But that's because, that's also because I'm learning that, like, yo, Haiti, Haiti doesn't even have no border control, bro. Like, how are people able to come in and get out so easily? Because, like, if I'm not mistaken, some of my homies be like, when they go into the DR, Dominican Republic, they have to go through, like, you know, the port customs. customs. They got to go through customs. But when it's time to go back to Haiti, they just walk in the land. Nobody asks you anything. Which tells me, like, yo, me and you could rent a boat to get a boat out of Miami and drive to Haiti and land in, like, Semak and just walk in the land. Yeah, because there's no border control. Like there's, like anybody could just bring anything. Until there's border control, people are gonna bring in, bring out any type of thing they want out of Haiti. Uh, it's there's no form of border control. Like, not even in the major cities. I understand the only border control they probably have is right there in the port of Port-au-Prince. That's it. And that's a privately owned port mm-hmm. by someone who. I've read an article. Um, I mean, eh, You're not gonna get it's, it it's pointless. I, about this person who is of Haitian Jewish descent. Of course, man. Listen, who and what he owns in Haiti is damn near terrifying. Yeah. It's like 
It's like Haiti has the government and quote unquote democracy, but when you read about what he owns, he's he owns he owns Haiti. Yeah, he's the government. Like they, that's why a lot of people be like, for people that don't, for the Americans listening, think about it as an um. There's certain things the government is supposed to provide the public people. Think about Amazon, Apple, Nike owning like key things that we need just to survive in the U.S., for example. I'll, I'll break it down better. Think about if Jeff Bezos owned the port, mm-hmm. the airport, the water, the every food item that you eat, mm-hmm. uh, electricity, gas, the electric company. He has a monopoly. That person allegedly has a monopoly on everything. I, I don't think and it's he, a one-person thing. I think it's like there's like four different families. Oh, I, I should... I should send you the thread. thread. He he owns all of this shit and is operating it out of some place. You're from Florida. It's called Indian Creek, Florida, apparently. And there's 34 houses on that island. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, like, I know what you're talking about. But when I read that, I'm like, this man is a super villain. And you know what's funny? Most of the Jews that's in, in Haiti right now, the ones as descendant of Jews, like, you know, their kids, grandkids, they're there because Haiti opened the door for them back in the Holocaust when uh, fucking Hitler was gunning for the ass. Haiti was like, like a safe haven for them. Like, it's, it just, it hurts mm-hmm. that this is happening to a country I love. But like I said, I honestly don't think we'll ever get the truth. Um, I think in what, we're in July. I think by November, December, this is old news and we're talking about an election and you a know, new president you know the and only reason why i feel like it's still being talked about i hate to say this, but it's solely because there's other countries that's involved in it oh yeah i truly don't think haiti has a capacity capacity like capability to just investigate this the fact if, that i remember like three days after the president got assassinated one of the chief of police the chief of police was asking he was still waiting for the list of security that was around the president that day and that week, it's shaking to me. I'm like, you mean to tell me you don't have you don't know who's around the president? But reason every time little things that they do or don't do, they're to me they're just telling on themselves. It's it's like if it was yo, a group of Haitians killed the president in Haiti, we we wouldn't know. It, it would have been out of the news by now. But it's like, oh, Colombia, Venezuela. Oh man, somebody who's living in Miami, yes. a doctor. Yeah, and I think oh. I think it's only because too. I don't know about the U.S. The U.S. is crooked, but like maybe Colombia and those other countries, they're trying to clear their name. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, the person they screamed out DEA when they did it. I think mm-hmm. if they don't scream out DEA when they did it, this shit is buried already. Mm-hmm. But man, we're not gonna get the truth. I. I truly hope and pray that things get a little better for Haiti, but I, I'm not, I just, I used to really care. Like I can pull up every paper, whether it was my college uh, entrance letter or my grad school one or everything I did in grad school, everything I've done after then, everything of my life was dedicated to how can I help improve Haiti. And as I mature and lose a lot of the, naivete as they call it I I'm growing a certain disdain for like my own country listen before we, we, we don't we're not gonna stay here for long I'm gonna close this part out here soon but I just want to say man you're correct but just don't give up because like if niggas like me and you can't help Haiti nobody can at this point they just gonna let the whites they're gonna Haiti gonna turn into Jamaica <laughs> <laughs> The Asians just gonna pull up and do everything themselves, and we gonna right. have mixed breeds. We gonna have we gonna have mixed breeds everywhere. But when I tell you, there, when I tell you the shit is just like, man, what the? But you know, yeah, like I had a friend who cursed me out. Shout out to Trish. I don't know if she'll she listens to this, but shout out to her. She cursed me out when I said I'll quit. So whatever you know just don't keep hope alive man we'll, we'll, we'll talk off air about other things but any about that more yeah but summer it's summertime man let's 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 have some fun i know you probably wanted to get into soccer but yeah, it's summertime no before we get into soccer sports time um before we get into soccer 
NBA Finals, who you got? I know the, the series is tied 2-2 right now. Uh, I think Phoenix is going to win. I It's interesting. I've learned that soccer, basketball is like my second love, if that makes sense, because the there's there's been four games. I think yesterday was the first time where I like actually paid great attention to the game. Um, I think the first game Brazil was playing Argentina in the finals, or Brazil was playing. It was just other then, sports happening. Yeah, so I was just like, man, basketball can wait. But um, it's been great basketball. Like I've caught highlights and replays. Um, it's been great but I think Phoenix wins just because the reason they're losing is as much as people are saying this Chris Paul is forcing things I think he wants to win so bad and he wants to be the reason they win mm-hmm. that so? I really do I think he want like this is solidified by my legacy I go down as a great of all time time for him right that's weird so because I, I look at Chris Paul as one of the most unselfish niggas He's unselfish, but the pressure... So pressure affects people in different ways, right? I think for him, the way that the pressure is getting to him is he doesn't want to let his team down. Like He he wants to force things in a way. Like mm, He's on... He, he, he might be on his Russell Westbrook shit. Yeah, Westbrook is kind of like, I'm going to carry y'all there. Mm-hmm. I think for CP3, it's kind of like, I worked 16 years for this, and this could be my only chance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... And it and it's like, that's not how you got here. You got here trusting your team, mm-hmm. ball movement, all that crap they talk about. I ain't going to lie to you, man. Devin Booker is a treasure. Yeah. I feel like if yeah. they didn't go to the finals, that nigga would have would have left. I, I don't. I mean, he just resigned. He did, but I'm saying eventually, because they've been wasting him the past couple of years. If Chris Paul didn't get there, they would have been. They're wasting. They've been wasting him the past like four years or how many years he's been in the NBA. Like, uh, I feel like six. He, yeah, can you imagine this nigga been doing this since like his second year? It's not like he's new to this. Yeah, it's. I don't. So with players leaving after they sign really big contracts, it's. I don't. I don't know. I like I, I never think about it just because it's like you signed because he signed for like five years, one seventy. I don't give a fuck. At the end of the day, these owners will trade you in a heartbeat. That's why I'm always for players to do what. They oh no 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 no! I understand that. I'm just saying his leverage. Yeah, he doesn't have much of leverage. No, I wasn't gonna say he was gonna leave this year or next year. I was gonna say like. Whenever he has maybe the third, if he signed a five year, maybe after like three or four years, sometime you have like an option. Yeah, it's the same with like Dame, like Lillard, right? Because yeah. big Blazer, people are like, "Oh, he's gonna leave," and I'm like, "How?" You don't have that much leverage unless he's unless they get a big trade value for him. Maybe they might be more lenient. Even I mean, even then, it's like it's kind of like you gotta understand. Would you trade? What? Would you trade Dame for like Kyrie? I feel like that's no. close to even. No, no, no. I'm talking about like value. Not oh, value. value, yeah. Like that's but here's a closer trade. It's like it's, it's it's what he means to the organization. It's weird for me to hear it, but there are people who are Blazer fans because of Damon. I'm like, Listen, are you serious? I've seen this shit before. Like being a being in from Florida, seeing it with Miami, seeing it with with Orlando. Orlando has a history of that. Shaq Howard. You had no business letting Shaq or Dwight Howard leave. And those organizations, they'll do that shit in a heartbeat. Like, well, I remember when um, the, 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 Dwayne Wade, those were dark times, man, for Miami fans. When Dwayne Wade went to Chicago and then went to Cleveland, ill. Because Wade County, man. Like. And then he made his way back. But that shit been happening. Alonzo Mourning was the same shit. Like, Pat Riley let him go because the nigga wanted what he deserved. And he didn't want to give it. I'm like, yo, go. Go where you want to go. That's why I respect LeBron in a way, man. I'm hoping Kawhi Leonard does the same thing. Do his own thing. Fuck wherever you at. It's like, oh, this could give me a ring. And it's a nice spot to live at. Let me go there. But it's like, he did that already. So, eventually... I mean, I don't think Kawhi is the guy who cares about outside noise just because of his temperament and demeanor. But... It's like, okay, you did it with San Antonio. Now you're going to do it again with the Clippers, which he has good reason. I mean, don't misdiagnose me. 
think has me thinking I have a sprain when it's a tear. It's like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? Like, but aside from that, I do. I'm I'm going with the NBA Finals too. I think Phoenix will win. Yeah. And, and part of it has to do with like I would prefer Phoenix because I really would be happy if Chris Paul get a ring. That nigga deserves it. Man. That nigga, that nigga deserves it. Like to me, he's like one of the top best point guards for a nigga. Who's I have him on top of that. I have him top five. I got Magic Curry, Isaiah Thomas, and then yeah. uh, homeboy from what the fuck Utah. And then Chris Paul, yeah. So he's top five. Let me tell you who I got. No, no order. I have Magic Johnson, Rondo, Chris Hell Paul, no. Chris Paul, um, damn, Gary Payton. Boy, man, a lot of being tell me Gary Payton it shouldn't be up there. I'm saying Rondo should not be top five point man, guards. Man, listen, anyways, but listen, move, but this not a sports podcast. It's not a sports yeah. podcast, and I don't want to get too long into that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what it is, man. How do you feel? I know the competition Euros is over. Um, it's uh, Gold Cup Gold, time. Gold Cup Haiti time. is fucking trash, and it's pissing me off about. You have his jersey, so I can't talk too much trash about him with right. you. But right. I mean, it's, you a fan? I'm a fan. We can talk. I, I need to. <laughs> I need him to cool meet guy, with. Yeah, he a cool guy. Cool guy. When you guys speak, you speak English, French, Creole. Uh, we either speak Creole or English. I'm not speaking that French shit with French niggas. Them, them, them niggas over there in France, their their French is different. I'm not doing. I that. I need Nazon to. Get a personal trainer, man. Nah, man. He'll he'll get it together. He know what he needs to do. Right now, like, right now, I, I can't. We, I wouldn't even accept anything bad about him too much, only because the nigga tested positive for COVID. So it's like, yeah, he, can't he, kick he, a dog while he's down. Yeah, he can't do that. Can't do that. But I wouldn't man, that. we, I have, I, I'm current. Well, I guess I'm beefing with the Haitian Federation because. Me and a certain Haitian player have quote unquote beef, and it's like, bro, I'm not. Online beef? Yeah, man, dog. For the past month and a half, pe- uh, Derek it's in. That's a people. Cool, that's another cool dude. He's probably a really cool guy. He doesn't take criticism very well. This online shit. I think it's just. And then people from Columbus, Ohio, talking about their band, like if I ever come to Columbus, like what the fuck you think I'm gonna come do in Ohio? Your guys' your guys' river caught on fire. Who comes to Ohio? LeBron like, bro, no I have no reason <laughs> to be coming there. All because I said, like, I really wish that the Haitian soccer team would call up players from Haiti who have regular playing time. Listen, but, listen, that's another story. I want to talk to you more about this. I'm going to talk to you off air about this. But trust me, it's it's deeper than what it's deeper than what I thought. It's deeper than what you heard. But say this, I'm saying all that to say, um, Haiti team. I feel like this last game they did with um, um, for you guys, the US, the US, it could have went either way. That was a that was a, a fluke goal. Yeah, they did very well. I'm proud of them. I yeah. just, as somebody who loves the game, I have certain things that they do. Where it's just like, what was the reason? The only thing I didn't like that game. I feel like the subs should have came in earlier. Talking, man. Listen, and it's like these play, and how? I guess you know more, so what's up? What's up? May, you'll let me know. But there, it's like, how do? How come I know about more available international players than? It's, it's deeper than that. I'm gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that off air. Let me ask you this: uh, What's your prediction for the next two games? For people that don't know, by the time you guys listen to this, Haiti would already play Canada, so we're literally recording this right before the game. Prediction. Bro, we have 14 available players. That's what they said online? Two goalkeepers, 12 outfield players. I thought Canada. The, I thought the only players, there's only four players that tested positive. We hard, We only had like 17 to start with. One of them, one of them is hurt. Even though he might list as available, one of them niggas is hurt personally. I know he's hurt. Right. I think we only had 17 available to start with. So you take four from that, that leaves, what, 13? Mm-hmm. I just saw, like, an hour before we started recording that we only had 14 total players available, two goalkeepers, 12 outfield players. Canada is 
as much as I wish that we could get like a fluke goal and play defense and hold them, I think Canada is gonna wash us, and then maybe we'll beat Martinique. But you say you say wash like you talking about more like, than one goal. Canada is. They have scores. I don't know if Jonathan David is playing. I wish he would have played for us, being a Haitian. But him and Cavallini, even without Alfonso Davies, they have Kyle Lahren, too. So they have... And these guys have been scoring recently, like, a lot of goals. So they're riding a confident high right now. So I got them beating us 3-0, man. 3-0? I can't give them that much because one... Canada don't the only pressure I have the only question I have is like why is Haiti team the only team that's testing positive for COVID personally have you seen these niggas on social media they get after every game they gotta go get a haircut they're all (laughs) game is over five minutes later they're posting on Instagram with people next to them that 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 part I don't know but I uh Bro, I follow these niggas online. I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you need a haircut after every game? The only thing I I know, I was just around them niggas when they was in Miami. Whatever they doing over there in Kansas, I don't know nothing about. And it's like, Kansas ain't even a lit city like that. Like, why? Bro, I swear to God, you can go just type in any of the Haitian players who played in the game against U.S., and it might not, well, it's, it's story, so you probably won't see it. And I was looking at the show, I'm like, why are you getting a haircut, right? Like, but honestly, I think they're fat off of the, whatever happened in 2019. They still feel great about that, so. I mean, listen, man, the Canada game is going to make a break, make or break it. And honestly, I don't think this Canada game is just not a game. I feel like the Haitian, the Haitian people need this game, man. After the Haiti. We've been through it. Brazil lost. Haiti lost. We lost our president. Haiti, We've been through a rough few weeks. A rough week. Exactly. I thought Brazil was going to win, and then the people could have a distraction for a bit. But woof. Exactly. But to, 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 <laughs> I'm going to be excited to watch this game. I know we don't have a lot of time left. Quick. So where are you at? You you in Texas now, right? Yeah, I moved to Dallas, man. So if anybody who's listening to this lives in the Dallas area, hit me. I'm on Twitter at LordXBaz, B-A-Z-Z. I have zero friends here. Uh, <laughs> not like I'm you're pretty going busy to, with you're going, you're going to the Martinique game? Because they, they ain't playing in Dallas, but they're playing near Dallas. They're playing in Dallas. It's, I mean, they call it Frisco, which is like the outskirts of Dallas but it's like it's like 15 minutes from my house driving I drive by the stadium to go to the gym I'm not I I was gonna buy a ticket then I decided against it why because it's a useless game and as much as I wanted to like go and kick it with my Haitians like I'm gonna get angry and I don't wanna like offend anyone while there like my wife since we moved here is like oh everybody got guns but I'm like so like, That's the South. I'm, oh. I'm him. I'm, I'm like that. Ain't okay. nobody. Listen, before, before we end, what do you think of um this COVID shit that they talk about? Just um, today at work, uh, one of the, I work in healthcare in a very large health institution. Um, they were talking about like a third dose for something, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are y'all talking about a third dose? Like, bro. Because it was one of those meetings where I'm like, all right, I don't even need to be here. So I wasn't really paying attention. But nigga said third dose, bro. <laughs> and I was up. like, yeah. Up. I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> like, Yo, what do you mean third dose? I'm like, third dose you, of what? <laughs> I would be real with you. Um, I'm one of those people that haven't taken the vaccine. It's not that I'm against vaccines. It's just that I'm just waiting it out a little bit. I, I took it. I'm just waiting out. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm just waiting it out. But at the same time, it's like now that I'm hearing that the cases are rising because of a variant, and the media plays a big role too. When they say the variant, they'd be like, majority of the people that tested positive or that's in the hospital right now, 90% of them are unvaccinated. And I'm like, yo, it's the little words like that that the media plays, which is funny to me. But I'm just gonna it out. But I feel like this is gonna be like a, a yearly thing. 
Because COVID ain't going nowhere. I I'm sick of it. Like, I'm, but you know, I, you do you do realize well how how much of the realization you've come to where COVID is here to like is here to be here for a while. And we all just have to learn how to live around it. We know how to live around it, but people don't freaking listen. I mean, you, listen, man. You live in Texas. I live in Florida. Oh, uh, yo, we live in a top two states that don't give a damn. Listen, I come. I came from Oregon to here. Oregon, they were on this thing like white on rice mask. Like not wearing a mask in Oregon was like having a freaking sign on you that said I have the scarlet letter shit. I came here to Texas. Mind you, my first time, it's like, oh, Texas is open. You can go. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out, but I'm going to stay safe. I go to this little rooftop bar. I kid you not, there were two of us who had masks on. Me and a lady who was visiting her sister from Detroit. When I tell you the looks we got, like we were aliens, I go to the gym, I have my mask on. People look at me like I'm a crackhead. But COVID is, is exhausting. I wish people, I mean, if you're into vaccines, get a vaccine. If you're not into the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. But practice social distancing. We don't need to have parties. We don't need to do half of the crazy shit that we do. You're, you're, you're in the net health field. What's your take on everything? What, what do you What do you lie on all of this? Uh, people are dumb. Like honestly, man. Like, and I'm not saying that just to be an asshole. Like my last year, I worked in COVID, like health data and stuff. So I got to see the numbers that we provide. Like I work with the epidemiologist, and it's like you can clearly see it. Numbers rise when people have gatherings around Thanksgiving. Huge numbers rise. Last Fourth of July huge numbers rise halloween from halloween to like february oh crap it was nuts but man just stay safe practice proper health and i gotta go because my baby is done with school so i gotta go pick him up all right cool 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 all right we're going to leave here um before we end man let the people know where they can get you where they can hit you up I'm on Twitter at Lord X Buzz. Um, we'll have to do an episode about my growth as a person. Uh, I tweet about sports, being a family man, being married, uh, navigating marriage as a successful black man. I don't troll anymore. Yeah, um, this nigga rebrand is on another level. I, I just sit back and laugh. I don't say much. I just sit back and laugh. I'm a family man now. I talk about kind of being a semi-successful black man living in Texas. And we'll definitely talk about the change from living in a place where there weren't a lot of black women to where they were mm-hmm. and how the women here are quite aggressive. Mm-hmm. But that's just yeah, a we'll teaser. Do we'll do that next week. We'll do that next week. All right, I'm man. I'll, and I'll, I'll make sure it's a time where I don't have anything coming up. All right. Bet, bet, bet. Well, thank you. All right. Um, for you guys just listening, don't forget we are on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and then share, subscribe to your friends. Thank you for listening, and peace. Peace out.